goodness, look at this. Audio action. <laughs> Salutations. <laughs> That's gonna be it. <laughs> oh no. What is the intro? Hold on. Salutations. 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 <laughs> I'm so. Wait, no. I am Bronwyn's friend, Sophia. <laughs> what song are we singing? I have no idea. Good. Again. And... No, we're starting from the beginning again, oh. but we're still doing this. Fine. Okay. You already said the salutations part. I already said I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn, as well. And I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn. Wait, that's wrong. And I'm Bronwyn's friend. No! Oh, <laughs> you messed me up! <laughs> and I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn. And this and is. Quotes and anecdotes! <laughs> wow. I thought that was more than beautiful. <laughs> I think we should do that every time. No. <laughs> I hope you understand that I was being very sarcastic. No, I'm not good at being sarcastic. You never understand that I'm sarcastic. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> well, you wouldn't understand me, Bronwyn. Well, this is quite a change of pace from our last two episodes because we're recording in person today, not Thank over Skype. Goodness. You must be thinking. <laughs> the audio quality must well, be so much better. Well, I mean... Different, if not better. Better than the first one. Again, I apologize. My headphones... I said during the episode, hey, they're probably your headphones that are bad, Sophia, because mine are expensive. <laughs> they were my headphones <laughs> that were the problem. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll eat my words. But it is nice to be back in person. It is. It's very different because before we we're miles away, and now. But now you're right you're there. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> oh, but weren't you glad that our uh, our introduction was not all choppy? Yes, even 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 well, though it was, was it choppy. <laughs> it was <laughs> choppy. Yeah. If we'd done a normal introduction, it would have been much better. That's very true. Now maybe we should just sing when we're on Skype. Right. Then, then you it, can't tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. Good plan. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? So this week, we actually decided we're going to try out, we're going with our usual format, however, we're going to be adding, um, trying out another additional format, where just mentioning briefly some words that we've heard this week that we really like, because again, that is a part of this um, podcast that we don't spend a super long amount of time on, but I feel like... It's just nice to, a good way to start off. Nice yeah, so to just to off. clarify, these are words that don't have anything to do with our topic. Right. So they're just kind of words that we find cool. Um, we should mention that last week, if you listened to our last episode, we talked about our favorite podcasts. Right. This was inspired by Wonderful. Every day on Wonderful they have, uh, or every podcast episode they have, Small Wonders, which are um, little things submitted by listeners that make the listeners really happy. And so similar to that, we are just going to do a couple of words before we start talking about our topic um, mm-hmm. that we just like. We think they're cool yeah. words. So mm-hmm. yeah, would you like to start with your So the word? first word that um, I heard this week. It's kind of like a catchy, like, you know, small yeah, words. Yeah, so if like you guys have thing. any cool names for this section, please let us know. Yeah, um, right now it's just email. favorite words. Favorite words for this week, and we definitely need a better word for this section. So let yeah. us know if you have any cool ideas. Um, but my first word is a word that I, one of my friends was talking about today, um, and I realized I hadn't heard this word in a while, and it's a quite a cool word. It's just sanctimonious. The word is sanctimonious, and it means making a show of being morally superior to other people, which is a cool definition. But the thing that's also really cool are the synonyms, because it's like things like self-righteous and moralizing, but then it's like holier than thou and <laughs> priggish mealy-mouthed so what? that's amazing <laughs> yeah um so it's a good word that i heard uh do, so do you do you have any sophia yeah so oh you know what i actually think that it was my grandmother who found um a she found an instagram account and after listening to the podcast a little bit she thought that I would enjoy um, 
the an Instagram account called Love Lost Words, and it's just every day they post like a cool word that people may not have heard of. So these two words were from two of the posts that I saw this week, and that I thought were really nice and really cool. And so the first one is frondescence, which first of all is a very pretty word, and I liked that. And I also loved its definition, which means the process of unfolding leaves and foliage. Anyways, I just liked it. I, you know, yeah, I like plants, frondescence. I'd never heard it before. I thought it was also a really pretty word. It is very yeah. pretty. I love that, Sophia. Thank you. And your next, your second favorite word is vociferous. Um, I heard this, someone just said it and then <laughs> didn't know what it meant. And so I ended up looking up the definition of it, of it, but it just means someone who's clamorous or their speech is clamorous or if someone's outspoken. What context was this set in? Um, like we were know? talking about goats. <laughs> I kid oh, you not. I see. Because oh, at yeah, the yeah, farm, yeah. at the farm that, um, in our town, there are two goats, Einstein and Raymond, mm-hmm. and Einstein has Einstein. become the, uh, more, is more, like, the dominant goat now, um, because, quote, he is more vociferous. So, yeah. <laughs> really? Einstein's more dominant now? Yeah. I didn't know. Oh, poor Raymond. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. That's and your final word? So, my last word is, I also found on the Instagram page that I that my grandmother found for me, and it is erumpen, and it means to grow vigorously or to burst <laughs> forth. And um, something I found kind of cool about that is that if you guys have ever seen the movie Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, in the first film, um, which I love, and Bronwyn also enjoys the movies, yes. and I just, for some reason, I don't know why these movies particularly clicked with me, but I just love them. I think they're really, really great movies. Um, and there's a creature in the first film called an Arumpin, and I just thought it was interesting because the creature in the first film, he has this horn, and when the horn, you know, when he can use this, like, his head to inject, like, this fluid that event- that blows, it's hard to explain, but in the film it you'll see it, like, stuff. it explodes, yeah, yeah, so he, he's, basically, he sticks his horn in things and they blow up, and so I just thought, like, to burst forth, that yeah. might have been where that came from, Definitely. and I thought it was really, really cool. That's very neat. And a cool connection. So I love that. Yeah, I like this segment. We're doing. This yeah, I really like on. this segment. Let us know if you guys have any ideas. Yeah, we need for a cool name, like a, a catchy name, like Small Wonders. Certainly, a fun name. Yeah. So now to uh, reveal. Well, you've probably seen the title of this episode, so you may or may not know what we talk about. <laughs> we'll see what the title of this episode. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but Sophia, what what is our topic this week? Well, our topic this week is art, and that's a super broad one, but we were, first of all, we've been having some a little bit of trouble coming up with topics yeah. to keep talking about, um, but as we were looking back at some of the topics we've done in the past, we realized that a big theme that has, you know, that a lot of pe- people might think about when um, thinking about what, the, especially some of the topics that we've talked about, is art. And I know that's a very broad term, but I think for today we just started to f- we decided to focus on the more visual aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so as like, far as like painting, photography, yeah. drawing, things like that. Um, that sort of window <clears throat> of art category of art. That's. <laughs> I always I can never think of the correct words, and then I think of them two seconds later. But that's the sort of category of art that we were going for today, and I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I think that's great. Yeah. So should we move on to words? <laughs> um, sure. So, <clears throat> my word is universe. So the reason I chose universe is for basically two reasons. One, I think something, the earn, the universe, <laughs> universe is so expansive and there's so much to it, especially so much that we don't know, that the only way we can possibly, like, think of a lot of that stuff, many of the things in the universe, the only way we can kind of picture or imagine what's in it is through art, because we have no science to for some of it, right? Yeah. Um. So there's a, much of it is left up to the imagination. Maybe less so now, but definitely in, um, for many centuries, anything that people thought of or imagined was displayed through art. 
Um, and I think also kind of tying in with the idea of like reality and stuff, and I think I'll go into this a bit more in my quotes, but art is kind of a reality of the universe and of your world that you create. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I chose the word universe. I know it doesn't have a lot to do with it, but I don't know. I just kind of, there's so much to it as there's so much to do with art and I liked that that connection. So the definition of universe is all existing matter and space considered as a whole in the cosmos. And some fun facts, the universe is believed to be at least 10 million light years in diameter. And a vast number of years in diameter. That's a very I think cool. a light year is a measure of distance because it's That makes sense. Actually. How long it takes you to get from here to here is a light year. And that oh, but it's cool that that can be a time yeah. and distance. Anyways. Yeah, the yeah, cool definitely. Um, but it also contains a vast number of galaxies. It has been expanding since its creation in the Big Bang about thirteen billion years ago. Wow. So the etymology of universe comes from Latin, uh, vertere, and then to Latin, and it's combining the Latin uni for one. And versus for turned, um, combined to uh, universus, combined into one whole. And then it goes into the Latin universum and the old French univers. And it combines to be universe and late Middle English. So That's yeah. very cool. That's a really cool um, etymology sort of triangle. I don't know what the... Paradig- paradigm. 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 Triangle. <laughs> Where did you get triangle from in that? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen... Oh, what I was trying to say is I was... Tri- I haven't seen one like I've never before. seen a triangle. <laughs> you're meaner when I you're in person. Man. Okay, anyways. Sophia. Yeah. What is your word? So my word today is aesthetic. And that's a word that's, I think, a little bit overused now. Yeah. With, like, social media and just sort of, like, you Hashtag know. aesthetic. Exactly. And that kind of thing. But I, I thought of it, and I was just kind of curious as to where... And actually, I thought of it last night when our friend... We were talking about colors a lot last night. Yeah. And one of our friends mentioned that um, they, tr- like, have an aesthetic that they think of for themselves. And um, she's a v- very art centered person and so she knows very much about what the word aesthetic actually means and I was just kind of curious as to like I know the the meaning of that has become kind of twisted to just be like anything that looks nice together but I was curious as to what the actual definition of it was so the dictionary definition of aesthetic is a set of principles underlying and guiding the work of a particular artist or artistic movement um so I just thought that was really cool because it's not necessarily like a group of images that look good together. It's so, like something that an a style e- even. It's almost that like an mathematical. Ma- mathematical is that a word? Yeah, you just said mathematical. It's mathematical, Bronwyn. <laughs> I got confused. Mathematical. I almost said it again, uh, but. It's almost a mathematical approach where it's, like, a set of principles or, like, I don't know, like, not guidelines, but, like, yeah, an idea that I of... I didn't really realize that, like, it. a lot of people think of art or especially a particular artist's work as, like, something very defined and something that mm-hmm. they followed. And so aesthetic, I guess, is kind of like that. Like, yeah. a, a particular artist's aesthetic can mean, like, a different style or yeah. something, like, rules a that they follow when they create yeah. art. And so I just kind of thought that was very cool and important to consider because I think the meaning of aesthetic has been a little bit twisted with um, social media Certainly. and modern day yeah. connotations. That was the word. I thought of it Pop that time. Pop culture. Pop culture. So <clears throat> aesthetic came from Greek. Ooh. And so I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, it is, so the, it, it started at aesthetai. It's probably testai. Testai, okay. Which means to perceive. And then aisteta, which is perceptible things. That's a cool word. There's a word that means perceptible things. Aisteta. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, that is cool. Right? It's like something, a a word encompassing all things that can be perceived. Yeah, but 
Yeah. This is like a noun. Yeah, this is a better word. Of, yeah. And like tangible is an adjective. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then it went to aesthetikos, and then combined with German somehow to become aesthetic, aesthetic? which means aesthetic. 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 <laughs> yeah. Aesthetic. Yeah. You said aesthetic. I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Um. So yeah. I apologize and for. It became that in the late eighteenth century. Relating to perception by the senses. Yeah, it's neat. It's an interesting yeah. word. Uh, yeah, it's definitely overused and like misused now, but it definitely. actually is a really neat definition. I yeah, I mean, I was thinking of it its definition as sort of like, you know, um colors that look cool together. So I was just kind of wondering like what does aesthetic actually mean? Yeah. And it turned out to be a really cool definition that I liked. That's and really so cool. that was the word that I chose. So yeah, so um art this episode is going to be a little bit different because um, Bronwyn and I, I mean, I can, sp- speaking for me personally, I, I, I don't have so, much experience yeah. with art and many anecdotes about art. I'm not good at art. I like looking at it, but I can't create it to mm-hmm. save my life. Um, so we decided that for this episode, we should include a couple more quotes for the quotes section and then have a slightly shorter anecdote section. But of course, we'll still have anecdotes because otherwise it would not be quotes and anecdotes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so would you like to start us off with yeah, first quote? So Should we do a, every other quote? Sure, that's a good idea. Okay, cool. Okay. so for my first <clears throat> quote, so again, tying into the idea with universe just and like reality and all that, um, for my quotes, I find like something that I find really cool about art is that it's a way of people having an image in their head and then replicating it. Um, and I'm talking about not necessarily photography, um, although I do definitely love photography, but in terms of drawings and paintings, um, again, it can be like, um, it doesn't have to be something real. It can be something that someone imagines um, that they create. Uh, and this is a quote by Vincent van Gogh, who everyone probably knows, who's a painter, lived from 1853 to 1890 in the Netherlands and France. So this quote is, I dream of a painting and then I paint my dream. Um, and I, I mean, I know that it's kind of, kind of if you like really just make it more concise and just put it in very simple terms, it's kind of, I think of something and then I draw it. But what I kind of took from it was that like, I imagine something and then I'm able to... Is it I dream of a painting or just I dream of painting? Like, I dream of painting something, and then I paint hmm. my dream. Ah, I didn't see that. Maybe. I don't know. It could go either way. It could yeah. be, I dream of a painting, and then I paint what I dreamt. But I, I dream of painting. Like, I, I, I dream, dream of painting, of, like, the physical act of painting. Maybe, yeah. And then I just, then, I paint my dream. Um, I just, I don't know, I don't really know how to describe Maybe what I Maybe painting for him is, like, something more, and that's why, he, and something that makes him happy. And Probably. then that's why he dreams of it. Probably. And then he paints yeah. what makes him happy. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, that's actually really, I think that's really good insight. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but it's I... It's a cool quote. Yeah, I just, I mean, th- and this is the main thing for me. I'm not really too great uh, by any means <laughs> of drawing or painting and that kind of thing. But the, and I haven't, a lot of that is, I mean, I haven't spent time doing that. So, of course, yeah. I'm not. Um, but the one thing that I do see when people can draw what they have in their mind's eye and that I'm kind of like internally a little jealous is about oh, is because absolutely. I have a picture in my head but I can never replicate it yeah right um and so I think it's really cool that um someone can take some a picture that they have in their head and make it reality it's really amazing that to me that so many people have that talent yeah. and it's something I really admire and definitely I'm a little bit jealous yeah. of that I am not physically capable of replicating something that I dreamt of, for example, yeah, and definitely and putting it down on paper. I think that's a really cool quote. I love it. Thank you. So what is your quote? So my first quote, and I just realized that I was indeed doing this last night, and I got very tired as I was writing down the quotes, and I was like, oh gosh, I'll just research the people later. And I did not do that. So you're just going to get names for this one, and I don't, so I don't know anything about the people. But that's okay. Um, my first quote is, art is the accomplice of love. Take love away and there is no longer art. Mm. And that was said by Remy de Gourmand. Is that a French name? Gourmand? Yeah. Gourmand? Yeah. You, you That's right? It. Sure. Gourmand. Okay. Um, I just kind of loved that because 
any artist that I know, not personally, but um, even artists that I know of, anything anything that I've read about them, it always seems like they're super passionate about and they love yeah. their art and creating art, whatever that may be. Um, and so something, I love that um, people draw things, we'll just take drawing as an example, but people draw things that they love, but they yeah. also love the process of drawing something that yeah. they It's just a Definitely. whole, it's a really good cycle of like everything within that action of drawing something is something that they yeah. love and something that they're passionate about and something that's making them happy. And I thought it was interesting that like take love away and there's no longer art, which made me think about sort of like in, in sadder times and times of war, there's never any like huge artistic movement or hmm. any like amazing paintings or anything because like yeah. in, in times of, war and sadness there there's not as much time to appreciate love and think about yeah definitely need to be here for each other and love each other and so I just was thinking about it and like there's never any like huge famous paintings from times of war sadness or depression and yeah those are for other reasons as well probably but I thought that kind of connected to it that's really interesting like when you take take love away I can't really I think it yeah that's really cool. I also think that um, it ties into the idea of, like, art is a way of kind of representing, like, the, like, non-physical emotion of love, right? Because yeah. it's intangible. You kind of have to, like, represent it more abstractly. And so art is a way of doing that. Um, which Yeah. Yeah. And something, not specifically to this quote, but just art in general is so broad. And I kind of love that almost anything can be called mm-hmm. art. Like, if someone's created it and says, well, if they just brush a couple of things on a canvas and say, this is art, and this represents something that I was thinking about or that yeah. I love, like, that... You I find can, that interesting, yeah, definitely. And I know, like, in terms of modern art especially, I think is more what you're referring to. I think people have mixed emotions. Yeah. Um, because there's certainly people who say, well, I mean, it doesn't mean anything if they just did this simple thing but I think that there's always a thought behind it or at the very least after someone does something they're like hey that kind of looks cool or that's thought-provoking like yeah I I like I can feel my mind trying to figure out what this is yeah and and I think even with modern art there is some passion behind it and some intention behind what the artist was doing definitely even if people disagree on whether or not that's you know like a work of art that should be framed like I'm sure the artist must have enjoyed doing that and there was some love and passion behind it definitely yeah, I thought that quote was kind of cool. I agree. So what is your what is your second quote? So my second quote is, art is the only way to uh, to run away without leaving home. And that's Twyla Tharp. And she she is an American dancer. Now, I thought that this was cool for, I, I think, like books, like movies, like music, and many of those kind of things that uh, we have. Art is an escape for many people, and whether it's creating art or looking at art, um, I think it's, for many people, it is an escape mentally just to go to a place where they don't have to think about anything but creating their piece of art, um, which I really like. But also, I think, again, I've kind of come back to this idea a lot, but you can create anything you want. You can create um, your ideal world. You can draw, you can make um your the place that you would run away to without actually having to go there uh so I find that kind of neat I liked that I love that a lot and it's sort of the way that I think about books like Mm -hmm. and I hadn't really thought about it in the art medium before but that must be similar to what it's like for artists like when I read a book I absolutely love it because it's as if you're transported away to another world and you get to live the life of another person and I had never really thought about art being that way for some people as well. But I think it's definitely true. Like when you create something, that's only what you're focusing on. And you can be transported yeah. to another world as you're creating that thing. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And she's a dancer? Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, she was, she's 77 years old apparently. Wow. But I thought it was cool. I mean, maybe the art that she was thinking of was dance. Maybe. That's something I know absolutely nothing about. Although Sophia does. Just... Sophia's a, a, a ballerina. 
Well, not anymore. I <laughs> I did ballet for a very, very, very long time. Oh, I could have put that in as an anecdote. I don't really think of that it's as art. art, though. It is, but it it's is not the art, kind of art we're talking but about. Not the kind of art we're talking about, and also I didn't think of it as an art. I could have put... Yeah. And okay, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty cool coming from a dancer, though, because that yeah. must be what dance is like for her. Definitely. Mm. Do you have your quote? Um, sure. The second quote that I have found is, Art comes to you proposing, frankly, to give nothing but the highest quality to your moments as they pass. And that was said by Walter Patter, I guess. And um, once again, I have no idea who that is. And I'm very sorry, everyone. I completely forgot to research all of these people. But um, I just thought this was kind of interesting because I think a lot of people or a lot of artists may draw or paint or represent a moment in their life, maybe, or a moment like they captured just a second of maybe their life or other people's life or a landscape or a scene. And um, I thought this was really cool because a lot of times, I don't know, in paintings, for example, like if there's a painting of a bunch of people or a crowd or even just a building, that's just a second of time in that day, in that particular moment. But when you draw it or when you paint it, you are able to focus on each and every single little yeah, detail definitely. and so in that way it gives you the highest quality to that moment that you're, one second yeah you're able to like second. immortalize it kind of yeah and you can focus on every little thing that happened like in, in if for example if someone painted a bustling street you you were able to focus on each and every single person and what they might be wearing and what they yeah. might be holding and which you could never possibly do in a passing moment yeah. in your life and so it's it's this sort of quality that you can art is allows you to give that that high quality that you can never really achieve when Definitely. you're looking at life from a not normal perspective second but I by guess, second perspective kind of yeah. yeah yeah I think it's really interesting because I think it's also um, I think photography if you're taking a picture of a bustling street that's really interesting because you get to look at the actual moment right you really yeah. really get that moment which is really neat because you literally immortalize a second. Um, and it's really neat to, yeah, like, yeah, look over that. Yeah, I never thought that about and, that, that photography is immortalizing one second. Yeah, which That's I find very really neat. cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, and then I think, whereas, like, a painting or a drawing, you maybe not, will not get the same exact accuracy. Right. But instead you'll get, you'll see the, the little, like, idiosyncrasies of the artist and yeah. like you get to see the details in that way and that's where the artist's personality starts yeah. to come out and as far as like well who do I want to include here and that gives you I guess a different another perspective as to like well how are they thinking about this yeah movie? definitely how they how do they perceive it yeah I thought it was a pretty cool quote definitely so what is your your third quote now yes what's your third quote my third quote is by Pablo Picasso, and he lived from 1881 to 1973 um, in Spain and France, and many of you may know him for, he did a lot of, like, kind of abstract drawings of, like, for example, people's faces, but, like, the parts of the face were all over the place, and very, um, uh, a lot of abstract um, pieces of art, but the quote is, we all know that art is not truth. Art is a lie that makes us realize truth, at least the truth that is given to us us to understand the artist must know the manner whereby to convince others of the truthfulness of his lies whoa <laughs> yeah that's a lot to think about it, there is a lot there so i mean i, I guess i'll go um sentence by sentence just because there is a lot but we all know that art is not truth um and again i really i this is one of my favorite things about art so this is kind of why i've talked about it so much but art is kind of a just a look into the artist's mind and their idea of reality and I guess this is talking again not as much photography but more like um other arts but it's it isn't exactly real but there is like it's kind of what you see through the artist's eyes and that can be as abstract or as realistic as the artist thinks the next sentence is art is the lie that makes us realize the truth at least the truth that is given us to understand so in this sentence, I think it's a bit more, it's talking about by looking through the lens of 
looking through the eyes of another person, you get a whole new perspective on the world and on the world around you because you're seeing it through. And I think in the a lie, I think to me kind of means it's not your reality. So by looking at a world that's not exactly your reality, you get to appreciate your world even more. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. That's yeah. very cool. Especially coming from Pablo Picasso, who who didn't really draw, right? He didn't yeah. draw realistic pictures. No. So he, he drew things that did not look like what they actually look like. But through his art, maybe people will start to understand yeah. the real world a little bit better. Definitely. Very, very cool. And the last sentence is, the artist must know the manner whereby to convince others of the truthfulness of his lies. Um, which I'm not really sh- I think that's more of just kind of, to an artist is kind of just, that's part of being, part of the job of being an artist is showing others the value of your work and showing mm-hmm. others, like convincing others that, um, it, convincing others to look at the world differently. Um, but I don't know, I thought that it was interesting just because I think it also, like, an example of this is it kind of, um, I think for someone who's more, like, a realistic person, they would probably draw, like, I don't know, I mean, this is kind of a very broad generalization, but a lot of people might draw or present very realistic, um, pictures of the world, Mm -hmm. whereas someone who might be a bit more of an idealist or a bit more, um, might do a bit more abstract or all over the place like Picasso and I don't know that is a big generalization but I think that um I don't know I don't know if there's I think that would be interesting to find out but um it's just if you you're able if you are an an idealist or if you are a realist and you see a picture of some sort of abstract drawing you it might give you a sense of the value of some idealist qualities and vice versa. Yeah, and I love the idea that he acknowledges that, like, no artist is going to admit that, oh, yes, I drew exactly what the world is like and what it looked like because there's no way to possibly do that, even with photography, with, like, it depends on where you're taking the photograph from, from, like, the world can look different to every person. And so I love that he acknowledges that like any art is not going to be exactly what the real world looks yeah. like because it's impossible to do that. But even though it's a lie, it's important to have art because looking at the world in a new way through this art can help us realize more about the world. Definitely. I really love that. I think that's an awesome quote. Do you want to say your next quote? Uh yes, sure. So my next quote is a little bit longer as well. So but the main part I wanted to focus on is the last part. So I'll, I'll read the whole thing, but I'll, we'll go more into depth on the last part. But So it says, When power leads a man towards arrogance, poetry reminds him of his limitations. When power, power narrows the, the areas of man's concern, poetry reminds him of the richness and diversity of his existence. When power corrupts, poetry cleanses, for art establishes the basic human truths, which must serve as a touchstone of our judgment. And that was said by John F. Kennedy, who was a president for yes. a while, <laughs> yeah. for three years that I do not know of as of now. Um, but he was talking about this, I believe, in an address to, I'm not sure who, but in my wonderful quotes book that my aunt gave me, it, it listed an address, like he was giving a speech, and I, I'm not sure where. But... Um, it, he was talking about this conflict between power and poetry and how when men gain too much power, poetry and I think art in general is what tends to reel them back in and remember yeah. like what's important and uh, what they need to focus on. Um, but I just kind of loved that, uh, the last line of, for art establishes the basic human truths which must serve as a touchstone of our judgment. That's interesting. It's um, interesting because it's kind of a, a counter to my which is interesting. Yeah. I like hearing like the yeah it's, it's a very different opinion world. about yeah. about art um because it's saying like it's saying the opposite it's saying art art is truth and we have to understand these truths which in a way is, is right as well because I mean again using yeah. the example of photography in a bustling street a bustling street is going to look different depending on who takes the picture and where Definitely. you take the picture and so he's kind of saying that like any picture that you might take of this bustling street is the truth. Um, like, they're all yeah. truths, and we have to learn from that and base what we are uh, 
what like our life and the touchstone of our judgment, yeah. I guess, off of art and the different perspectives that art can provide. I think it also oh, um, is kind of, it, art can kind of ground people, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, I think when people, for example, are getting too much power or just maybe not in their best place, I think art kind of, because it's focused so often, if not exclusively, on beauty and mm-hmm. on the beautiful things in life very often, um, it kind of grounds people and maybe reminds them of some amazing things. I think also some art um, kind of is, depending on it, it can be like thought-provoking. Um, and I think that's also a way of kind of grounding people and making them think, which is always important yeah, to remind definitely. people to do, as silly as and it sounds. another contradicting quote, like you were saying earlier, uh, the dancer who said, um, art is the one thing that can make you run away. Art can do the opposite as well. Art can um, allow you to leave yeah. ground. I don't know. That's what I, I think know. of it. When you're, tr- when I think of like when you go to another world through reading or through art or whatever it may be, I think of like you know flying away, um, yeah, above above that. ground, not yeah, not yeah. being ground. Like being grounded, I think of as more like sensible. This is the world. This yeah. is what we need to focus on. But um, I don't know. I guess leaving the ground is more of like dreaming and thinking of what that's could it, be. Yeah, um, so also kind of an, that's a really, different yeah. perspective from another quote. I love all the different opinions. I know I find it, because have. it's such an abstract thing. It's yeah. really interesting to hear what it means to different people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to say your last quote? So my last quote is. In art, the best is good enough. And this is Johann Goeth in, um, in his book, Italian Journey. Um, he lived in, from 1749 to 1832 in Germany. Um, so, I don't know. This quote, I, it kind of made me think. Um, and I didn't write really a lot of notes on it, so I'll just try to outline my thoughts on it. But I think it's funny because... My initial thought of it was that good enough is, like, because I think it's important that sometimes people realize it doesn't have to be perfect, it just has to be good enough. And I think my initial thought was like, oh, like, good enough is perfect. And then I kind of looked at it again, and that didn't really make sense. It was more, the best is only good enough. Yeah. So as good, it, it was the opposite. As good as a piece of art might be, it might be the best piece of art, but it's just good enough. It can literally always be better. And I think the message to take from that isn't to um, strive to perfection to the extent that it, like, stops you from doing things because it's impossible to reach perfection. But instead of just being... um, I think it's okay to be satisfied with your work, but it's also important to realize you can always improve. You can always figure out something to make your art even better. Um... And I don't know, I think that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I I don't think I really have anything to add to that. I agree, I think it's more saying, like, even the best is never quite perfect. And I, I agree with your mentality, which is, like, um, maybe don't strive to perfection because it's, it's yeah. impossible to reach perfection, but recognize that, I don't know, maybe you can all, always improve and you should yeah. always be trying to improve on whatever whatever it may and be. I think it's really interesting with art just because it's so abstract that it's hard to measure that but because it's so abstract you can always think of something new you can always add to that yeah I love that so yeah that's <clears throat> all I have for that one and then what do you have Sophia so my second to last quote is um every genuine work of art has as much reason for being as the earth and the sun and that was said by Ralph Waldo Emerson who was I believe a poet yeah yeah um, and so I just kind of loved that because it's kind of, oh my goodness, what's the word? Validifying? Validifying? Val- is that a word? Ver- Ver- validating. Validating. <laughs> validifying. Oh my goodness. Verifying and validating. Verifying. Validating. Validating. It's kind of yeah. validating every piece, any, every, any piece of art, no matter what it may be, whether it's modern art, which has a lot of controversy, whether it's poetry, photography, yeah. drawing, Again, speaking, this is like the opposite it's of validating. Like- my one, right? Yeah, another another yeah, different yeah, yeah. one. Um, it is another opposite of yours. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. cool. Um, it's kind of saying that everything is 
anything can be art and they all deserve to be recognized as art yeah and they have they deserve as much recognition um and they have as much reason to be alive as the earth and the sun and which you know are yeah. very important to our lives because without which we would not be here um no, and I hadn't really thought of that. Maybe without art, we wouldn't be where we were today either. Yeah. And that's why it has enough, has validation and has reason, reason for being. And I think it's interesting because I think this, again, kind of adds to the argument of, like, when people... Because, like, I've heard it many times where people say, like, oh, yeah, modern art isn't art. Like, anyone could do that. A six-year-old could draw that, right? Yeah. But I, what he's saying is, like, well, but it's a genuine piece of art. And it has as much re- reason for being. Like, there's no point in trying to decide what qualifies as art or yeah. not because and what it makes it is, good or bad yeah. art no matter what it's art and it's, it's something always that they something created. that someone created with love and with with passion yeah. and someone looked at and had a positive reaction to yeah. and for that reason it has as much importance as anything else absolutely yeah and I just kind of loved that you know this encapsulates everything and it doesn't leave out any form of art or any artist yeah. and yeah I really like that quote and so the last quote Bronwyn and I both had so yeah since I didn't I just, realize that we, we independently chose the same quote but yeah but since I just read it would you like to read this one I'll read it and then we'll both discuss it yes How's definitely that? okay paradox though it may seem and paradoxes are always a oh <laughs> paradox though it may seem and paradoxes are always <sighs> dangerous things it is nonetheless <sighs> true that life imitates art far more than art imitates life. And this is Oscar Wilde, who was an Irish playwright and poet. Yeah. And that is a paradox. And it's freaky to think about because what does art do if it doesn't imitate life? Like people, and, but at the same time, life imitates art. And it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) I, so I kind of loved that, um, you know, it's an endless cycle and, um, even though we draw, especially like you said in the beginning, we start out drawing, trying to draw things that exist and trying to yeah. remember something and put it down on paper, which I am extremely bad at. But um, I think that even the fact that life also imitates art, like especially now, a you can be an art historian, like that's a yeah, job that you really can do, and you might base your life off of. Um, interpreting what other artists might have thought and some people will enjoy going to art museums and thinking about like what was the artist's intention here and possibly like you know that changes how they look at the world a little bit and so yeah and sometimes art can like poetry for example which I know isn't really what we're focusing on but that can kind of shape the way that people think about things and so in that way um, life imitates art and yeah I love, paradoxes freak me out, but I they're love, also very cool. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that you say that, because my reaction, not to paradoxes, but your whole analysis of this quote, um, my reaction was, or my, my thought was, like, completely different than yours. My reaction was more the idea that um, life imitates art, because... I don't know, like I was talking about before, I think for so many people, it's creating this alternate universe, this, this image of something fantastic and un, and not real in their heads and putting it down on paper. And I think that for a lot of people, that kind of can shape how they act and how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. Because once they've seen it on paper, they can see what it can be and that it can be real. Um, that's very And cool. I think it's really interesting because I think there are again, is definitely art that's, like, realistic and it captures people or whatever, but there's also so many, so much of art, whether it's, I don't know, for example, um, if it's, like, an oil painting of a person, and I haven't seen very many, but for the ones that I have seen, I know that, like, when you're creating someone's skin tone, you're not just mixing a color that looks exactly like their skin tone, you might have blue and purple and green. And if you look closely at the painting, you see all these little like shades of color. And so even things that look real aren't actually like art imitates life far less than people might realize. Yeah. Um, and I find because it's really hard to imitate life, especially with the tools that we're given to create art. It's nearly impossible to 
truly imitate life. Sort of going back to, like, you can't really make a perfect painting because yeah. the world is different to everyone. So yeah, what definitely. constitutes a perfect so piece of art? Just, this is a good quote. I think I really like this quote. It's a very good quote. I'm glad we saved it for last. Yes. It's a very good quote. So the last thing that we're going to be talking about, of course, is anecdotes. Now, uh, Sophia and I have said before, especially this medium of art, neither of us are particularly um, accomplished in. Um, And I mean, we're by no means no like art critics or art experts. So we don't have as many anecdotes, um, but we do have some things each to just mention and chat about. Yeah. Um, one of which is a sort of shared anecdote yes. about our friend, who is extremely, an extremely talented artist. And do you yeah. want to go into that a little bit? Sure. I don't have a specific anecdote, but just kind of want to... Yeah, so our friend who also made our cover art mm-hmm. um, is a really, really good artist. And I think that she was probably someone who, like, kind of got me looking at art a little bit more, just because... I don't know, just knowing someone who's so passionate about art and loves it so much. who's so good at it. Yeah, and who's so good at it and who loves it so much really made me, like, starting to look at it. And why don't you take it from there? Because I don't want to spend a lot of time talking, but... No, I mean, I, for me, like you were saying, like, she changed how I thought about art. But for me, she changed how I... um, defined art as a whole that sounds a little crazy but like I don't know the things that she would draw and realizing that that is art and that's something that she's passionate about made me rethink like wow this you can really do a lot with this medium and when you say you're passionate about art or something as a whole there's a there's a ton that that can mean yeah and I don't know someone she has developed her i I'm using her term here, her style, for 100%. years and years and I've years. I've never seen and another artist draw like her. Yeah. And I love it. It's amazing. It's such a... Uh, you can see from our cover how fantastic yeah. of an artist she is. Um, and she has developed that for years, and she, she just keeps working on it. And so now she has this style, this aesthetic, I guess yeah. you could say, that's entirely hers and that she continues to create art with and, and is super passionate about. And honestly, it's just, I just wanted to mention it because it's very inspiring yeah. to see someone who's so passionate about something and who's been working on it for such a long time and who wants to continue working on it for the rest of her life is genuinely really admirable. Oh, and yeah, definitely. I thought it was really cool and fit really well into the topic that we were yeah. talking about. And I also think it's really neat. Like I said before, like the main thing that I really admire, one, well, one thing that I really admire in artists is their ability to take a description or an image in their head and turn it into something real. Yeah. And that is literally what she does. She yeah. takes descriptions from people if they say like they want to um, draw a character for something and they um, will give her a description of what the character looks like and she'll draw that character. And I find that so neat because... I'll have images in my mind for a character, but if I ever try to draw it, it looks nothing like what I had in my mind, <laughs> yeah. right? So I just, I really admire that, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, and that's what she did for our cover art. We described yeah. sort of some borderline, or some guidelines as to how we wanted it to look, and she took that and made this incredible thing that definitely exceeded my expectations, yeah. and... um it just she's very very talented and we say this at the end of every episode but please if you ever have a picture in your mind and you would like her to draw it um please ask her to and commission her to do so um because she is incredibly talented and she will take that image that you have in your head and she'll create it in her own style and her own uh way and it's amazing so please go check her out at Dinobite on Instagram. That's D I N O dot B Y T E. Yeah, um, and she's linked in our episode description. But yep, yeah, um, yeah. And then the other um thing that I wanted to talk about is I just called it cool art. But <laughs> what I mean is this is kind of the kind of art that I I really like, um, and I really have a fun time looking at. And it's art that like is kind of thought provoking. Mm-hmm. So whether that's kind of um more like optical illusion type things or maybe like more like mathematical kind of like I, I don't know I saw like a draw a picture once that was like a pattern that was like like organized numerically and then it was like there was this whole drawing made out of this pattern I don't know how to describe it but it was in the 
Museum of Modern Art on a field trip in sixth grade. I thought it was really, really cool. I remember seeing that and I really liked it. Um, and it looked like chalk on a, on a blackboard. I don't know, I just find that kind of art really neat. Um, and the two artists that I wanted to mention are Da Vinci, my man, Leonardo Da Vinci. Um, my man. <laughs> who created the Mona Lisa and the Vitruvian Man are some of his well-known works. Um, I think I really, really like some of his art and he was kind of a neat guy. But both of these pieces, like the Mona Lisa is famous for like the mysterious smile. That's kind of, you look at it and it's right. kind of thought-provoking. And the Vitruvian Man is more of like, it's like an um Atomical drawing of someone and it's mm-hmm. I don't know it's just again a really interesting um piece and then the other artist I wanted to mention I can't pronounce his name it's um Moritz Cornelis Esker Esther I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name but he draws a lot of optical illusions that are really cool to look and at and I just want to point out that Bronwyn has which is awesome she's put a, a couple of his paintings in the Google Doc where we have all of our quotes and our anecdotes and stuff. And I've been staring at them for the past ten minutes that you've been talking about your anecdotes, and they are terrifying. They're and not scary. They, but, but, I, I don't understand. It's, a, it's so weird to look at, but also so cool, and I love them. And so it's really the thing is is for me like I can feel my mind trying to yeah. understand it. Yeah. So and this happens to me a lot with um with uh, a lot of modern art. I've no I've heard that this is like why a lot of people like modern art is because your brain automatically like has a part of it that looks for patterns. And so when you look at modern art, even if it's totally random, your brain's trying to find the pattern in it. Yeah. Um, so Especially with that, that bottom one, like my, yeah. I can feel, like, oh, my, my perspective yeah. changes every time I move my eyes over it, and I can tell it's my brain being like, what? What am what? I looking at? Yeah, yeah so the, the one that Sophia's referring to, it's a picture where there's water flowing from one side of the picture to the other. Um, and it looks like it should be flowing downhill. But then when you look at the other side of the picture, it's at the same level as as the um beginning side and it doesn't really make sense um it looks like it's on one level but at the same time it looks like it's flowing downward and it's and it's really it's just like it messes with your mind you try to kind of understand it and it's really difficult to do and i really just i love i love like i I can feel my brain i feel my brain like trying to figure it out and i just find that really cool um and then i put two other ones one of them it's like a picture of a river and they're like um I don't know, they're like tiles, kind of like um, like a field that's like in a kind of a grid pattern. But then as the picture moves up, they kind of turn into birds that are flying away. But it's all in this very precise, like mathematical pattern where like the, um, they're, it's like very equally measured and symmetrical. Um, and I don't know, it's just, just really cool to look at um, and like find the patterns and like the little nuances of it. And then there, like, there are a lot of other pictures like that. Like, there's one where there are a bunch of, um, there's, like, a room, and it looks like, um, it's, like, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost, like, kaleidoscoped, and, like, there's stairs going upwards and downwards and upside down. It's like a bunch of rooms flipped around and jumbled together. But it's, like, it all, but the thing is, it doesn't look like you, like, copied and pasted three different rooms and put them on their side and all over the place. It's, like... It all looks like it's one room until you try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I just go check out this guy. His name, I'll spell it. It's M A U R I T S E S C H E R. So Moritz Esker. Um, and I really find these kind of drawings and paintings really thought provoking. Yeah, like it's very cool to try to figure them out. Yeah. Knowing that. So, yes. And they're all, like, hand-drawn pictures of yeah. that he's done. So, yeah. Very cool. And, Sophia, what is your anecdote? So, my last anecdote um, is... So, this semester, this first semester of sophomore year, my elective, because we, were, we are required to take in, my, in our high school, we're required to take two applied arts and two fine arts. And fine arts are basically, like, music drawing, painting, things like that. So for one of my fine arts requirements, I decided to take ceramics. And um, ceramics was really fun for me just because Ashi was in ceramics. And so I I got a whole lot closer. 
with one of our close friends. Yeah. Yes, we mentioned in the friendship episode. Yes. Um, so I got a whole lot closer with Ashi, which was really, really nice. And I just really enjoyed ceramics because it was really relaxing and fun. I didn't really find that I had a, a true passion for ceramics. Yeah. But the reason that I was mentioning it is not because of my experience in ceramics. Because Ashi and I, we had a great time in ceramics. We made a bowl love story. We made stories for each of our bowls and names for them. It was awesome, and we became a lot closer the first semester because of ceramics. But I didn't really find a passion for the art. But the reason why I wanted to mention it was we, t- we were taking a ceramics one class, but there was a student who had a free during our ceramics one class who was a, I think, ceramics three or four student, who like AP ceramics student yeah. who was incredible. Um, and she would come in and work on her pieces. And I knew that ceramics isn't not really going to be something that I pursue later on in life but to watch her be able to sculpt like she sculpted um first she sculpted a horse head out of just a big blob of clay and to watch it transform from a big blob of clay into a horse that looked exactly like a horse (laughs) and she like carved it with her own hands she used a couple of tools but it was mostly just her smoothing out just a That's big so piece cool. of clay into a horse. It was really inspiring to watch someone, and she clearly enjoyed it, like someone yeah. who could be so passionate about what they were doing and so good at it, and you could tell that she'd practiced for ages and ages. Yeah. And, um, that's just kind of why I wanted to mention ceramics was that I was pretty lucky in ceramics to be able to, be able to witness someone who was incredibly talented at it and who had a really big passion for it. And so I thought that was... I love seeing people who are so passionate about something, and, like, I think art is definitely something you can see that with. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me very happy when people get excited about what they love. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Wow. That was, like, great for two people who don't actually do that much (laughs) visual art stuff. I think we had a lot to talk about and a lot of thoughts yeah i was expecting this to be a slightly shorter episode yeah. but i'm really glad that it turned out the way that it did yeah we were able to spend the amount one. of time that it deserves yeah i think this is where we're going to leave it do you have I any last so thoughts sophia um no i think that was a pretty good place to end um now we're gonna Go ahead and do some of our shout-outs now. So I get to, you get to say the names of the music this time Ooh. because I never do. You know how do. this started? We're switching do you know, it up. Do you know why? Do you know why you always say the names of the music? Why? Because the first time I started the sentence, but I actually didn't know the names of the music, and then you just <laughs> filled in the blanks. Really? Play. Yeah. That's oh why gosh, that happened. I never knew that. Yeah. Well, we're switching it up today, okay. so you better know the names. <laughs> okay. So, uh, thanks to our intro music, which is... Inspirational Life. And our outro music, which, which is... Which is Blossoming Inspiration. That's really weird! Okay. I love that. Uh, that was cool. I feel um, so competent. Your job's really hard. <laughs> well, gee, the right one at the right time. That's really good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And <laughs> do you want to give our other shout out? <laughs> um, another quick shout out to our friend who we just mentioned a couple minutes ago. Um, please do commission her, especially after what we have talked about. Um, you can find her on Instagram at dinobite. That's D I N O dot B Y T E. Go check her out. She's absolutely amazing. Um, what else? <laughs> While you're there, check out our Instagram <laughs> at quotes.and.anecdotes. And that's run by our amazing friend. Um, it was, we were falling behind a little bit for the past few weeks. But this week we came back with another post. Um, last week, I guess, for you guys. And this week we're going to be back again. So, yeah. Get excited. Go it's follow us. We post updates of when we're posting a new episode yeah. with a nice uh, aesthetic background. <laughs> um, Heck yeah. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Leave Send us, us an comment. email. Send us an email at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. And you can find all of this in our episode description. Yep. So, thank, thank you for listening to Quotes and Anecdotes. We hope you had fun, because we certainly did. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. We forgot to sing that one. Oh, darn. (laughs) And cut.